Howdy guys, I'm your host Aiden Matthews and welcome to episode 4 of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I talk about my life stories as well as my own personal journey with this cool little app called Anchor. It is October 30th, 2017, we are one day away from Halloween, hope you guys are excited about that. I'm not incredibly interested For one, I still have to go to college, so I don't really get a whole lot of time to celebrate the holiday. Uh, Number two, I'm 19, so I don't do a whole lot of uh, trick-or-treating as well. I'm not a fan of scary movies, you know, like, we don't even have any pumpkins or anything like that. So, Halloween is very much a holiday that uh, comes and goes with me. You know, it shows up, and then it's gone the next day, and then, yay, November! (laughs) If anything, the thing I get excited about most with Halloween is just simply the fact that my birthday is a week later. So, that's my main deal. But hey, don't let my negative Nancyness deter you from having a great holiday. But when Thanksgiving comes around, your boy's going to be happy. Because I like Thanksgiving a whole lot more as a holiday. For one, there, there's no dumb thing you have to do for it. Literally, all Thanksgiving is is just sitting around and eating. And considering I like to eat a lot, and I like talking with people, it's a whole lot more fun to me than, let's say, having to watch a scary movie or going to a haunted maze or getting off my ass to go (laughs) collect candy. Like, Thanksgiving just takes out all the work and all the fluff and just gets down to the, the good stuff, or in my case, food. The bad part about Thanksgiving is Black Friday comes immediately after it, so... A lot of people end up getting screwed on Thanksgiving because, oh hey, Black Friday's tomorrow, you gotta get those early deals. I despise Black Friday. For those who think I'm, like, too mad on Halloween, trust me, Halloween is, like, 30,000 steps above Black Friday. That holiday sucks. When we get to it, I'll probably get a lot more angrier as we get into November, but not a fan of that holiday at all. And hey... Speaking of that whole week, Thanksgiving week and Black Friday, I'm actually off of school from that. So it seems like college cares more about Thanksgiving than Halloween, which is bizarre. But hey, what are you going to do? At the very least, when it comes time for Halloween, I will be appreciating the fall weather. I'll be uh, wearing a little sweater to keep uh, warm, if you will. Hang out with uh, dogs and family and Turn all the lights out so no weird kids come up asking for candy. And it'll be pretty good. It'll be a pretty good time. I'll probably be able to get some work done, too, hopefully. Because, like, for me, I have to care about Halloween in the sense that, like, do I make a video for it? Do I make a Halloween special? Do I briefly mention it? Like, being a YouTuber and content creator, you kind of have to plan around holidays and what you do with them. I feel like most of us will be working, most content creators will be working on Halloween. Whether they don't do a special about it at all, they'll be working on some projects. So, hey, what are you going to do? But yeah, that's pretty much uh, been my day-to-day. I'm excited about tomorrow. Eh, not really excited, but interested in it. I'm really excited that November is coming up. I'm having a fun time. And hope you guys are as well. Go out there, enjoy the fall weather, it's nice. I know it can be hard to slip away from the TV and the technology and the 
gadgets and stuff, but holy cow, the weather we've been getting. Incredible. I sound like an old man talking about the weather. <laughs> I don't mean to come off like that. It's just I, I enjoy the, the more quieter time of year, if you, if you can say that. But anyway, that will be it for this segment here. And I'll go ahead and see you guys in the next one. Peace. Howdy guys, welcome back. I'm your host, Aiden Matthews. And this is segment number two to episode four of Aiden on Anchor. And oh boy, I recently dug into the fact, like it hit me just a couple of seconds ago, but I love game shows, and I'm not sure why. Like, I'm addicted to game shows. And different types of them as well. Like your classic game shows, like Family Feud or whatever. You know, I'll watch that. That stuff's good. I'm always down for an episode of Wheel of Fortune. You know, I feel like that's cool stuff as well. But I'm also into, like, reality TV game shows as well. For example, I've been on a huge Survivor craze. Where I literally have a membership to Amazon Prime just so I could stream episodes or seasons rather of Survivor. And it's hard to binge a show like that because like episodes are an hour long, especially if you get commercials and stuff. So it can take a while to finish a season with like 13 episodes. Like you're pretty much taking out half your day. And pretty much most of it actually just to watch one season of Survivor. But man, is it worth it. I like the social aspect. I like the challenge aspect. I think what it comes down to is my love of game shows like Wheel of Fortune, Family Feud, and Survivor have a lot to do with the fact that like I can picture myself there and I wonder how I would react, you know? I like pretending like I'm there on Wheel of Fortune solving the puzzles or I like to think I'm there on Family Feud making guesses. And I've had plenty of dream of being on the show Survivor and trying to last for 39 days. Even though I know there ain't no way in hell this guy, who like is pretty thin for the most part, spends most of his time inside, has practically like the palest hands and skin tone, would ever do well at Survivor. <laughs> but it would still be fun to go on and be really cool. I also like tournaments a lot, and that kind of has a similar love to game shows, because game shows are a competition, and tournaments is something that I just get into as well. Whether it's for esports, or little tournaments that I make up, either with friends or other people. Part of the reason I have a uh, league on my channel for Pokemon is simply due to the fact that I love leagues and standings and weeks and tournaments and brackets, like... That even goes into my love of sports a little bit. And to be fair, I don't have a hardcore love of sports, mainly just football. But a lot of my love for football has to do with, you know, the tournament aspects and the numbers and stuff like that. I even played the Smash Brothers games. I even made tournaments in those where the CPUs would fight each other and I'd figure out who would win. I even had a league of Smash Brothers CPUs, and I made a little schedule for them, where all of the CPUs would fight each other once each week, and then I would record the match results and 
make little standings and little playoffs and championships. And I even got into recording them for a while. Like, I was enamored at the fact of, of tournaments existing and game shows and stuff like that. Like, that stuff is super fascinating to me. And I'm still not quite sure why. Again, like, I'm not good at math. Is it because I love the drama aspect? Is it because I love the controlled environment? Do I love the competition? Do I love picturing myself there? I haven't quite figured it out yet. Uh, but I'm cool with continuing to watch all sorts of different game shows and to make up different tournaments in my head. I recently did one with the uh, Street Fighter Four cast. Ryu and Zangief, for whatever reason, always seems to do well in them. And for those wondering about the Smash ones, typically Link. Link is pretty good. Although I haven't tried it with Smash 4 yet, so that might be something I want to do. But that's going to be the end of segment number two. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your listen. And I will see you guys in the next segment. Peace. Howdy guys, I'm your host Aiden Matthews, and welcome back to Aiden on Anchor. This is segment number three for episode four, and what I wanted to talk about in this segment is just the fact that game reviews suck, and I have a lot of reasons why I don't like them. In fact, I made two videos about game reviews and the parts I don't like about them and all this sort of stuff. But what I wanted to talk about in this particular segment, just to sort of uh, shorten our focus, keep things concise, if you will, is the fact that, to me, 10 out of 10 games just don't exist. Like, there is no perfect video game. There's a lot of games that I love. There's a lot of really good games, masterpieces even. But there's no perfect game out there. Or at least if there is, it's something that I haven't played. And it's probably something that the people on the internet haven't played either. Maybe this there's this hidden game that's so good, that's so masterfully crafted that it's the perfect 10 out of 10 game. But I don't think that exists. It'd be kind of like an urban legend, if you will. But 10 out of 10 games... Very much a sticking point with people when they talk about how flawed a review system is. Because if you notice, a lot of 10 out of 10 games don't share a whole lot of qualities with each other. And not like, I don't mean that not every 10 out of 10 game has to be a platformer or stuff like that. They can be all sorts of different genres. But even if you look at the list of 10 out of 10 games... You can very easily look at them and say, some of these games are a lot better than others, yet they all have a 10 out of 10 attached to them. You know? Wouldn't a game with a perfect 10 out of 10 rating kind of pass a little ceiling of quality? Why would you have some 10 out of 10 games that are just infinitely better than other 10 out of 10 games? Like, to me, that doesn't make sense. Shouldn't 10 out of 10 be the peak not halfway up the mountain. <laughs> you know, like, that doesn't make sense to me. Another thing about 10 out of 10 games is they have flaws a lot of the time. It can be tough to find, and in a lot of cases, flaws with quote-unquote 10 out of 10 games are just simply nitpicks, but they are worth looking at, and they are worth discussing. 
Because when people look at a 10 out of 10 game, they often think there isn't anything better to do after this, right? Again, you quote-unquote hit the peak. But I think it creates sort of this laziness in game developers when they've reached a 10 out of 10 to just be like, well, there's nothing we can improve on. Let's just copy what made this game so great. And then we'll get another 10 out of 10, right? You know? It forces a mindset of stagnation and not improving. Both to the reader who reads it and the developer who thinks highly of the score. You know? Games like Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey, whether you believe they're 10 out of 10s or not, you can at least agree that there's room to improve from those games, correct? So if there's room to improve and ways to get better, then why have they already reached perfection with a 10 out of 10 score? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And I get it. Some reviewers, they're like, 10 out of 10 isn't perfection. It's simply the best a game can get, right? It's going to have a couple of flaws, but the flaws are so insignificant to the experience that they're just a 10 out of 10 altogether. I guess I'm fine with that. I guess I'm fine with the admission that 10 out of 10 doesn't necessarily mean perfect, but as good as it's going to get. But I feel like a lot of people reading those reviews don't think of it that way. I feel like the general video game public doesn't look at them that way. And I certainly don't look at them that way. I'm not a person <laughs> that even sort of believes in a number scale. Because there's just so much generalizing and so much shit within it. But I want to know. What are your thoughts on 10 out of 10 games? Is there such thing as a perfect score for any form of media? That's my question of the day. Be sure to answer it on Anchor in a call-in and I will feature you. Anyway, I'm off to the next segment. Bye! Howdy guys, I'm your host Aiden Matthews and welcome back to Aiden on Anchor. This is segment number 4 for episode 4 and this is the final segment so we will be ending today's episode of the podcast after this. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to it. I know I've had a lot of fun making it. It was a lot easier for me to record this segment as opposed to uh, the last episode segments. Like episode three took a while. Took a lot of re-recording. Episode four though, I just do it first try and they seem to be doing great. So I guess I'm on fire. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like there was a long break between episode two and three. So it took longer to get back into the rhythm of things. And I guess I'm finally on rhythm now, so that makes me feel very good. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about in this last segment was simply uh, my thoughts on YouTube currently and what's been going on. There's been a lot of issues thrown at YouTube, especially with the whole adpocalypse and demonetization issues. Which is hard for me to talk about because... We don't know a whole lot of info, specifically from YouTube themselves. We know they have an algorithm that's demonetizing videos that they think advertisers wouldn't want to put advertisements on because advertisers were threatening to leave the platform altogether. And it's created a scary situation for a lot of us when we make a video and it comes up and it turns out it gets hit with that little demonetization circle and you're like, oh, oh gosh. Am I ruined now? <laughs> you know? It can be very scary. It's caused a lot of people to start turning to networks. 
a lot of channels that might not have needed them. It's caused others to have been very careful with their videos. And it's sort of blocked up a lot of creative freedom. There's a lot more limitations now to what you show in your thumbnail and your title and what you talk about, right? Because it can't be controversial, it can't have violence, sex, or anything relatively like that. I think through tough times like this in particular, really what's going on right now is it's weeding out a whole lot of people that can't adapt, I would say. I mean, it would be very easy for me to sit here in this segment and blame YouTube. And believe me, I could very easily blame YouTube. They have done a lot wrong. I think the worst of all of it is that their communication skills have been so poor to the creators on this platform that we feel like we're in the dark so often. And YouTube really needs to start doing a better job of communicating. But the route I'm going with this is that I feel like we as creators need to adapt and I know a lot of us are, but there's another huge group of people who are just going to complain, right? Who are going to blame all of their shortcomings on YouTube and this demonetization thing and complain anytime something goes wrong. And really, I don't want that mindset spreading around. You know, like, yes, it sucks what's going on right now. Yes, YouTube is hard. Yes, YouTube feels like they're just throwing us out there to the sharks and we have to survive. But if you really love doing YouTube and you like the videos that you're making, then continue, right? There's no reason why this should affect you, I think. Sure, you might not be making as much money. Sure, you might have to do other little avenues like selling through merch or sponsorships or whatever. And for some of you, you might have to keep having YouTube as a hobby until things go back to normal. But still, making videos is a love for me. It's a passion. It's something I like doing. Would I like to make money off it? Yes, eventually I would. You know? I feel like if I'm going to put a lot of hard work in, I should be eventually rewarded for it. But at the same time, I'm not going to complain when times get hard, and I'm going to continue to rough it through the storm. Because the thing about this is that, yes, this is a storm and this sucks, but there is a way out. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So we just need to keep working our way through it, and I think we'll end up fine. So if you guys are struggling out there, or not making anything, or making excuses because of YouTube this and YouTube that, I encourage you to ignore the hate, ignore what's going on, and continue your passions. Because your passions are what drive you, and what makes life interesting. But that'll be it for the end of this episode. Be sure to answer the question of the day. Let me know what you thought about this episode somewhere on the internet. I've been your host, Aiden Matthews, and I will see you guys later. Bye!